You are listening to the Great to Talk podcast by the Great Western Hospitals NHS Foundation Trust. In this episode, we're going to hear how the work of our clinical research and innovation teams is helping to improve the care we provide for all our patients. My name's Drew, I'm a senior research sister in the research team. I've been working in the team now for about three years. I was initially seconded from maternity, but my job started a week after the first lockdown in the pandemic. So I began completely green from research. I've been a clinical midwife um, for 25 years before, so it was a completely new career for me. It's been a real steep learning curve and a complete change of career for me, which has been amazing because I absolutely loved being a clinical midwife but I'd kind of got to the point in my career where I needed a change. So this is really good for me because um, I'm able to use all of those skills that I've learned before as a midwife, but then I'm also now doing something different, but really positive and um, you know, helping change moving forward with research. I'm Linda Von Oven. I'm a clinical research nurse here at GWH. I came to this role really years ago. I worked clinically as a nurse on wards, intensive care, and it was really during this time that I started getting into research then. I cover oncology research, um, which mainly for me covers breast, breast surgery um, and prostate surgery. If they participate, then it's just taking them through that journey of being a research participant and often lots of patients feedback to me that they like that because um, it gives them more of a sense of kind of being looked after I guess because they're seen more regularly often. So we're a really diverse team within research. We've got midwives, nurses, we've got um, an ODP, we have admin, we have labs. Uh, we have a research support worker. Uh, within the trust, we have research in loads of specialities. So uh, cardiology, um, anaesthetics, theatres, we have cardiovascular research, dermatology, peds, neonates, diabetes, emergencies. We have infection, gastro, neuro, stroke, maternity, obs and gynae, orthopaedics, public health, radiology, respiratory, rheumatology, sexual health, um, urgent public health, and obviously more recently vaccine. So when I came in as a midwife to start researching maternity and I wasn't allowed, because I'd had experience upstairs rolling out the first antenatal flu vaccine programme, our head of service said, okay, you can't do maternity just now. So she gave me vaccines. So that was really exciting and absolutely terrifying because it's something that I'd never done before. So we work collaboratively across the region. So we actually had our participants uh, in Bristol and some of the team here went to Bristol, worked with the Bristol team. We vaccinated them over there and then they came back for all of their follow-up here. So um, it was a really good opportunity for us to learn how to run a vaccine study. And then because of that, we consolidated our learning. We brought it back and we've done other vaccine studies here since. I'm Natalie. I'm Thomas. 
and we are the very proud parents of Harvey um, and we have been um, taking part in some research trials um, for Swindon and Oxford. I went into labour I think at 21 plus 6 um, days um, and I had to have a cervical stitch put in. Um, I was bleeding and I was 8 centimetres dilated um, so I um, I was told at that point I was going to miscarry um, and I was given the um, option by one of the um, consultants here um, to, and I was given a 1% chance of it working, um, to put the cervical stitch in and it did, that's why we're here today um, and um, we um, yeah, save the pregnancy really. So yeah, I suppose you know it just gave us or oh, little Harvey enough of an opportunity to stay and grow a bit bit bigger because yeah. I think he sort of held for what sort of two three three weeks, weeks to twenty four plus two weeks in the end, which I think made all the difference in him getting a bit bigger and stronger. Uh, before still arriving a bit early, but at least it gave him a bit more of a fighting chance. Um, Harvey was born at um, 24 plus two weeks, um, and he was just 760 grams when he was born, so um, he used to fit just on the sides of my chest there. Um, and he's now um, 12 weeks old and um, a whopping two point, nearly 2.5 kilos. Um, so while he se still seems really, really he is really really small he seems absolutely massive to us which is um which is really nice to see because he's come so far um on his journey um and he's just developing and changing each day which is um which is lovely to see yeah absolutely and uh you know it was uh, a very scary environment to be in you know first especially the first sort of few weeks being so sort of small and so sort of fragile um, didn't know if he was going to live the value of research is so important because you know at the beginning of the pandemic we didn't know what was going to happen uh, you know you can't help but thinking about the Spanish flu and the amount of people that died we didn't know what was going to happen and we knew that we needed to do something really quickly and working in the research team at that point was incredible because everybody lots of people felt so helpless that they couldn't do anything and actually we were in a really privileged position that we were enabled to enable the research to happen so that tangible changes could, you know, could be. You know, part of our job is to make sure that we give people information, we give them enough time to digest and really take it on board and then understand when we go through the consenting process exactly what they are consenting to. So, you know, they're so selfless and we couldn't do it without them. And um, we had a community day, a community stall last summer where we were outside and some of our participants, uh, previous participants came along to say hello and there was this one gentleman and he was amazing and he has been in several of our studies and he said to me um, what research gave me in, you know, in really dark times when he was really unwell was hope and that was so powerful because you know when you're not very well and you don't know the, what the outcome is going to be it gives people a little bit of power um, to try and do something because even if it won't directly affect him, he knows that it will affect future treatment and you know the, the prognosis for other people. So we've done four, four trials um, since he's been born. From my point of view, there's no reason not to. Your child is never going to be at risk 
but it could it could have so much of a reward at the end of it for your child but future for future generations to come research studies can take years for the evidence to come, come out and lots of patients know that but they and, they and that's why they do it they're doing it for the next generation or you know the following generations lots of patients embrace it and they want to do you know do, do what's right and what they feel is good um, and it helps them and obviously helps people later on but um, so go through all of that um, that is probably the best part about the job I enjoy that interaction with the patients and just take them through that journey and yeah it's 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 a great experience Harvey probably wouldn't have survived um, if other people hadn't done these sort of trials before I suppose so it's very much a case of well actually quite a lot of these trials could have real benefits for him anyway with like the you mentioned the dolphin trial that can have really good neurological sort of benefits down the line so you kind of think well there's there's no disadvantage there's no to that yeah to, there's to, reason to not include him to not do it um but it is that sort of idea that if there can be that sort of progress made it may well help other even smaller babies with even more severe problems later down the line i guess That was a story of how our clinical research and innovation team helped make a difference to the patients we care for. Find out more by searching for research and innovation on www.gwh.nhs.uk. More episodes of Great to Talk are available wherever you find your podcasts and click subscribe to automatically download future episodes. 